This is the Magic Our Way podcast with my mutants, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. They're cut above the rest, bub. <laughs> You're the best there is at what you do. And what you do is pretty nice. <laughs> Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Asante uh, Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. In the United States of America, we are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. And this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRoy.com is where you can find us for this show. We present an encore of our very first Halloween special. I'll explain more in a bit. And look, this isn't your typical polished, practiced, pixie dust and Disney podcast. No, sir. We are not in the parks every day trying to tell you the best place to catch Harmonious. My name is Kevin. And look, sometimes unexpected things come up in life, which interrupt our weekly recording sessions. However, we promise to always deliver content to you weekly, despite that fact. And I think you'll like what we have in store for you this episode. As you may know, we are quickly approaching our 400th episode, which should be released sometime in November 2021. Coincidentally, November is our birthday month as well. That's right. We released our very first episode back in November 2012, nine years ago. And this is what makes this encore presentation very special. You see, what you're about to hear is our very first Halloween special. This episode is chock full of a bunch of stuff. Segments that have survived up until this day. To begin, we present a game show, a true or false game show, regarding the myths about the Haunted Mansion. Then we give you our top five list of the scariest Disney attractions. And finally, we do some armchair imagineering in which we come up with cool Halloween overlays for existing Disney attractions. Now, there are a few things you need to know going into this encore presentation. Number one, this Halloween special was recorded in 2013 for MOW episode number 26. So we make some outdated references. For example, at that time, the Hatbox Ghost hadn't returned to Disneyland. And we make mention of the fact that we want it to return. And then number two, this is back when Danny and I were the only ones on the show. Yes, this is before Eli and Lee joined the party. So you're, those are the only two voices you're going to hear. But the information presented here is still sound. And I'll be honest, I wish I would have listened to this show prior to our visit to Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary. We chose this hub for an encore because it never got its full recognition. You see, Danny and I recorded this in 2013 with the hopes of releasing it in October 2013, the very first Halloween in which the podcast existed. Well, that never happened. This show was actually released in 2014, February 2014 to be exact. That's right. Our very first Halloween special was never released in an October. It was released four months late. Insanity. I know. I know craziness but look that all changes now our very first magic our way halloween special will now be released in october and hopefully get the recognition it so deserves i re-edited and remastered this halloween special to match the standards that we have established for us today and in doing so i found that it was a lot of fun listening to a very young danny and kevin 
completely green under the gills, very newbie podcasters. It was pretty awesome. So please pardon that aspect of it. And look, the next few weeks, we will be presenting our Walt Disney World 50th anniversary trip report shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned to these future shows. So enough of my jibber jabber. Please enjoy this encore presentation of our very first Halloween special from 2013. All right. It's a little cliche, but we couldn't do our first Halloween show without doing the Haunted Mansion. Oh, God, no. The hard part was trying to figure out a way to do this that no one's really ever done before. Because everybody's probably doing something about the Haunted Mansion, but we wanted to do our own little spin. And we can't necessarily guarantee that no one's ever done this before. We didn't quite. We were so busy with the research for this that we didn't really research whether or not anyone's ever done it before. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and do it. And want to hear it. Here you go. So what we did was I pulled about 15 myths or legends, I guess you'd call them, about the Haunted Mansion. And Kevin over here. I know nothing. <laughs> I have not seen these lists or nothing. I've, I'm not privy to any information that Danny's about to spew forth at this moment. Yes, they were delivered in a mason jar on my porch. Yes, and, by uh, Stearns and whatever, Foster, fun, whatever that. Funkin' Wagnall. Funkin' Wagnalls, whatever that accounting sealed firm a, of uh, <laughs> sealed and delivered and signed sealed. and. So <laughs> Kevin's going to let us know. I'm going to read the myth. Or the legend or whatever it is with regards to the Haunted Mansion. Kevin's going to let us know whether or not it's true or false. Yep. And if you're listening to the show, go ahead and play along with us and we'll discover the truth of what is fact and what is fiction. about Because there are various, various myths and legends. And I'm sure there was no way I could find them all. I mean, I, I stopped at 15. 15. Yeah, there, there are at least two others. And I, you know, I made it a point that I didn't want to include anything unless I could... 100% guarantee that it was an actual myth or legend making the rounds about the mansion. Okay, so, so we're going striving for accuracy here. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the extent that we go through our research here amongst our busy life for you. Mm-hmm. So get ready. Hang on your shorts. Danny, I am ready whenever you're, you are. You're I am, ready. I am ready. All right. Kevin is walking into the sound booth chamber as yes. we speak. Yes. He's got, you got your earphones on. Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah, right over here, Kevin. Oh, hey, uh, hey, 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 how's it going? Hey, okay. Hey, okay. All right, are you ready you for... Uh, assuming you're talking to me, but I can't hear you because I'm in the soundproof booth. <laughs> Yo, are you ready for myth number one, Kevin? I am ready for myth number one. Okay, tell me if it's true or false. Okay, here we go. One of the images on the singing bus in the graveyard of the Haunted Mansion belongs to Walt Disney. That is false. That is correct. Absolutely false. Who does it belong to? I believe it bl- uh, blings... Uh, what's that? The, the, the bass sounding voice guy what's his name uh not x thurl's ravens ravenscroft that's is absolutely correct yes. kevin ding, 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 ding. and uh oh I, I thought you just played like some kind of applause music or something oh, i should i should i should pull that up shouldn't i so all right so that is true thurl ravenscroft what was he known for he was known oh he's was he the, did he sing the song no he didn't sing the song did he the he's singer. a bass voice he's known for uh, in a lot of different movies yeah no outside of the world of disney Oh, outside there, the world's oh, outside the world um, of Disney, there are two things that he's known for particularly. Oh, not Jed Clampett. No, that's not him. Jed Clampett. Yeah, he had something to do with Disney World. That that, that Buddy Epson. No, okay, yeah, but it, it it, it's not him. Outside the world, Disney. What did he do? I know this. Just hear his voice. I know. I hear, hear it. his voice in your head. What did he do? Uh, one one thing that he did is well attached to another major holiday. Was he the Grinch? He was the Grinch. Yeah. He was the Grinch. Yes. Well, he I, wasn't the... Boris Karloff was a narrator, but he sang... He sang the voice. You're the yeah. mean one, Mr. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, that's him. We're two holidays early, so... 
<laughs> but yeah, the Grinch. He was a Grinch. Right, and cool. the other thing he was known for? Can I phone a friend? Or, or? Tony the Tiger. Oh, that's right. That's They're right. Great. Tony the Tiger. Yes. They're great. <laughs> so that is the one that is most often mistaken with Walt Disney. It is, in fact, Thurl Ravencroft. Good I job. think if I remember, his bust is like laying on the side. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's got the like little the mustache broken. and everything. Yeah, it's broken. All right. Next up, Kevin. All right, here we go. Number two. Number two. The organ in the grand ballroom of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion is actually the organ that Captain Nemo used in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Hmm. Let's see here. I'm trying to think when that movie came out. Would it help you if I, I answered that for you? Or Yeah, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you do that for me? Because that might give me some clarity. It's some... <laughs> so some room to think here All some right, room to think yeah yeah so it's 1954 1954 so i might say true that is absolutely true oh yes oh yes, right two for two right yes. on only the one in disneyland there's only one the one in disneyland the is the one in disneyland prop. is the actual prop from the movie very nice very nice all right you ready for number three number three yes let's do it i'm going right. on a roll i'm on a roll at one point the Haunted Mansion used live actors to scare the guests. I want to say true. It is true. Yes. And I, I remember this because I remember there was that part with a clock scene when the, the, the doom buggies turned around and there was a dude that would dress up in night and shining armor. This is in Disney World. And he used to jump forward and go boo or not really boo. He would just jump forward and it would scare me. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, you, you actually saw the night i saw the night yeah oh, wow to me this is just a legend i never saw the night i saw the night when i was here's the thing when i when, when i was younger like my parents loved the haunted mansion you know and me being a little kid you know i was scared ridiculous i there were times when i was little that i would ride through that ride with my eyes closed i didn't want nothing i, I wanted nothing to do with it so i would literally ride sit between my parents i'd have them squeeze me in like you know like a sandwich or something so you know nothing could get me i closed my eyes i didn't even want to see the hitchhiking ghost you know they weren't even funny to me <laughs> i was like I don't, I don't want anything to do with it and i remember the first time that dude jumped at me and i i i lost it i was like <laughs> oh my god no you know and i remember that and then i as i got older you know i kept expecting to see that happen because i was ready for it by that point and i guess they stopped doing it at some point dude uh, i don't know when and it just you know the night the armor suit of armor just kind of stood there well it got to a point to where i guess kind of got hysterical about it from what i gather and not just you know, not just did they freak out, but they they would hurt the guy in the armor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he'd lunge and they'd they'd lunge back. And I mean, it's scary. I actually remember reading something in the uh, is it Mouse Tales by a. Uh, is it David Koenig who did it? Uh, yeah, he does all the the things that have happened in Disney World. Yeah, where he would he he talked about. I think there was a section in there about you know the night and and talking about how the night like especially like on like um when it, you had a lot of teenagers in the park like whether it be a grad night he would come across some interesting little makeout section sessions oh, right, happening right. in, in the, the dude buggy like he'd yeah. go to scare and be like uh, <laughs> awkward <laughs> he'd see a yes. little something. Did expect quite to see. Yeah, a lot more than he expected. Yeah, I, I guess that would be the that'd be a good Valentine show, wouldn't it? <laughs> Number one makeout attractions in Walt Disney World or Disneyland. Ooh, the only one I've ever seen was the little piece of grass right over there by Finding Nemo. People were getting over there hard and heavy in that little grass. Really? Side. Yeah, because you can get behind there and it's a little bit obscured so people can't really see you. But if you come out a certain angle, you, angle, you could see down that way and there were two teenagers going at it pretty hot and heavy. Oh, I'll have to look for that. But um, yeah, the Haunted Mansions, I mean, just real, reveal a little truth. That's the only one I've actually made out on was the Haunted Mansion. Oh, did you? Yes. I mean, I mean not anything hot and heavy. You know, just, just, you know it's dark. 
it's convenient. You know, just <laughs> lean over for a little smooch, and you know, one thing, you know. Well, I guess that was back in the in the days before they didn't have cameras everywhere. Oh, you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was, I think I was uh, ignorant to the fact that there may have been cameras. <laughs> you know, you know, if somebody wants to watch me kiss my wife or girlfriend, then uh, so be it. Whatever. Oh, wait, 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 how old were you? I don't remember. It was a while, you know. I've been going to Disney World for a while, you know, so. Is it the current wife? There's a history. Yeah, the current wife has been privy to such uh, tales, you know, tales, adventures, I guess, through the Animal. Haunted Mansion. <laughs> it's just fun, you know, it's, it's neat. I, I, I love the Haunted Mansion now and I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, it's my you favorite, know, it's, it's, favorite it's, it's good stuff. You know, I can't, you know, I can't say it's the most romantic thing. You see, if my wife tried that with me, like if we were riding and she tried to make out with me, I'd like, like push her off and be like, hey, look, stop it. You're missing the ballroom scene. Look down look, there. There goes Thurls. <laughs> there goes Thurls. <laughs> You're missing Ravenscroft, Mr. Ravenscroft. No, there's two duelists back there. You you didn't see that, did you? Yeah, you're looking down there. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Let me hear you. Let me let me show you how they do that effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're three for three. I'm three for three. Yeah, this is going pretty good. You're doing very good. good. Yes, I mean, yes, I mean yes. try to put the easier ones towards the top. That so. works. That works. Okay. I'm I'm feeling confident now. All right. Shortly after the haunted mansion opened at Disneyland, a guest was so frightened by the horrific attraction that she suffered a fatal heart attack. The ride was closed and completely revamped with all the frightening elements being removed and replaced with a much tamer version that you see today. I want to say false. That's a myth. That is very much a myth. Yes. 4-4. Four, four. Thank you very, very much. Very nice. Yeah, that was one that's kind of like, if you if you listen to any of those Disneyland TV, and trust me, I went through all of them. If you if you listen to it, they all tell that story about the, the, the guests who suffered a heart attack. The reason why they had to tame, to tame the uh, haunted the mansion. Attraction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, sticking on that vein, though, the Hatbox Ghost. You remember him? Uh, I never saw him, but I do know him. Yes. Yeah, we might be too young to have seen him. I would love to have seen him, though. And we've probably seen him in like uh, auctions and stuff. I know I've seen him like. Now, there's the, rare uh, video online of him. The Hatbox Ghost was quickly removed from the attraction shortly after it opened because his appearance was considered way too frightening for the younger guests. I think that's a myth. That is definitely a myth. Do we know why? Yes. The effect didn't work all that well. Really? Yeah, his head would disappear from his body and reappear in the in the hat box next to him. And the effect was done with lighting. And the thing of it was is that the mansion was, you know, the closer the closer you got to the effect, the less it worked. And so you had to pass right by it, and so it just the effect what well, didn't work it quite as well. So they just took it right out. That's that's why they removed. So why didn't they just put like some strobe lights and, you know, like the Yeti thing? <laughs> Disco, disco, hat box. Yeti, disco hat box. <laughs> yeah, well, that would have worked. That well, way. I don't know that that would have got rid of his head any better, but yeah, I mean, one of the things about the haunted mansion, and and we can maybe get into this a little bit later, is it's one of those attractions that has been so loved and admired that fans have come up with their own appreciation and stories about it, and what Disney has then done is allowed the fans to help write the story and the and the legend of the haunted mansion in such a way like um like the hitchhiking ghosts i mean they never had names fans or cast members or whoever it is that named them and now disney has adopted that as names as the names of the ghosts is it ezra phineas and gus yes those are the three guys there same thing with master gracie i mean it was never the intent for the manor to belong to Master Master Gracie was just paying tribute to Yale Gracie and um, Ma- the folklore and urban, urban legend that just that just what came out of it. Yeah, and so now people consider Master Gracie to be the the ghost host that you 
encounter when you walk into the mansion. So uh, people have had a lot to do with writing the story of the mansion as it has gone on. And if I can piggyback, it's like, you know, technology as well. Uh, as technology progresses and, you know, the ability to do certain things allows the mansion to grow and evolve uh, with the special effects and everything else. I mean, uh, uh, for example, the whole staircase scene in Walt Disney World's version. I mean, you know, I don't know how they might have been able to accomplish that, but maybe not as to the clarity of detail that they can now. You know, and there's a lot of things they can do now that makes it look a lot better. <laughs> One effect that stands the test of time, Pepper's Ghost. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. Still works. One of the things that they said that they were going to do when uh, the, man- the mansion was originally designed as a walkthrough was a footstep style effect. Can- kind of con- similar, I guess, to what you see. In the staircase scene? In the, in the staircase scene. Huh. But it was going to be like the sea captain's ghost. And he was going to leave Oh, okay. I got you. But again, like when you're doing like a walkthrough effect, and Raleigh Crump kind of covered it. When you're doing a walkthrough, you have a lot more time to kind of set up things. And you got people stationary at one point and things can happen and they can progress. When you're doing a ride through and and that's what it became it's because they realized how many people needed to push through this thing you lost out on a lot of those cool effects that would have taken a while to, to set up and one of the ones i remember tony baxter talking about was that the sea captain would appear he would tell the story and then he would dissolve into these bubbles and then melt into the floor in some kind of a way and a lot of people actually witnessed the effect and said it was an amazing effect but they never got to do it because they switched to this ride through. Right, right. I know one of the things with the ride through they liked was that they could direct the uh, people's attention to where they wanted it to be. Yeah, you know, like which what what made the real person in a night uh, a suit of armor so effective because you were directed at the clock, you know, with the claw going behind it with a shadow, and then all of a sudden you turn around and boom, there he is. You know, so that makes it effective. So I guess that there, there's a plus to that. But yeah, yeah. And for the longest time, they were saying that over at Disneyland, uh, the 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 doom buggy would turn towards where the hot hatbox ghost was supposed to be, but there would be nothing there. And I think they ended up replacing it with like the organ, you know, like you see the organ scene in Disney World with yeah. the, the shadow. It's got the shadow on the floor, yeah. Now I don't remember seeing that when I went this past year to Disneyland. I, what I saw where the hatbox ghost used to be, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world, and I said it when we got back, and I, I did look it up, and it actually it, it absolutely was a tribute to the hatbox ghost was a hat rack. Oh, cool. A hat racks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Where the hat box ghost used to yep, be. I've heard that. Yeah, I wish I would have seen that. Yeah. It, I'm sure I could see it on video. Yeah, we'll I could make check it, it up happen. on YouTube. Yeah, we'll make it happen. All right. Now you're five for five. I'm five for five. All right, good. All right, here, good. here we go. Myth number six. If you look in the pavement of the exterior queue of Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion, you'll find the bride's ring is embedded in it. Um, Man, this is a tough one. Because I remember hearing about this, but I can't remember if it's true or not. Or if it was the latest edition or not. Oh, heck, I'll just say it's true. It is true now. Now it's true. Now it's true. If you if we would have done this before the interactive queue, that would have been an absolutely false statement. No, but it, once again, like we were talking before, people contribute to the legend of the Haunted Mansion. There was a uh, one of the little uh, stakes that you see for the railings that existed there. And then I guess they cut it off and that little remnant of that railing remained. And people came up with, again, fans, cast members, whoever it was, came up with this idea that that was the ring of the bride. The bride tossed the ring out of the window or the phantom tossed the ring out of the window, whatever, and it embedded on there. And that story survived. When they redid everything, that... They made it factual. Yeah, they made it factual. You can go actually find the ring now. 
Oh, that's interesting. I've never found the ring. I've heard about it. I'll have to go look when I go. Saw it last time we were there. I mean, it's not, before it wasn't a ring. I mean, you could really look at it and be like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like a post for a. You could kind of see where it's thing. like, yes, yeah, you know, people were having fun. This one, there's no doubt about it. They, they intended it to be a ring. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. All right. Doing good. Going to the next one. On occasions, the Haunted Mansion has had to be shut down temporarily. So hazmat crews can come in and clean out the ashes of the deceased because family members have scattered their loved one's ashes while on the ride to make them the honorary 1,000th guest of the mansion. I've heard this, but I want to say false. It's absolutely true. Oh, no kidding. Uh, I mean, absolutely I true. Wow. Disney does not. Now, one of the things about these myths that I found out is that Disney really does not like to admit to anything, especially when it comes to deaths. But this has happened on more than one occasion, apparently. No kidding. In fact, in fact, one of the like the mansion itself has a lot of ghost stories. Of course. Especially the uh, the one in um, California. And one of the ones that I've heard was that there was a woman whose son died of um, I don't remember what they say he died of. I'm sorry. She had a son who died and his favorite attraction was a haunted mansion. Okay. And uh, my impression was is that she had asked whether or not she could spread the ashes on the ride. And Disney was like, ma'am, you know, like, absolutely not. You can't. I mean, but it's great that he was a fan. And then she wrote it and she did it anyway. Oh, wow. Yes. And what's unfortunate about that is I guess what people don't realize is that when you do something like that, they, they especially this day and age where, you know, you have all these this this terrorist threat you know you see white powder what do you think you think an anthrax you know or something like so they have to shut this thing down unfortunately you know those ashes are just swept away and cleaned away and and people end up <laughs> their Whatever. final remains end up in a they're scattered yeah, yeah not necessarily in a trash heap somewhere uh yeah it never ends up where it wants to be but apparently this little boy now can be seen from time to time crying at the exit of the, like you'll see really? a phantom little boy crying at the exit of the attraction that's frightening Looking for his mommy. It's, this is in Disneyland. I believe this is in Disneyland. Wow. Yes. Poor thing. I wonder if his mom has been there to visit. I would hope so. But going beyond that, now that part of it, that's a story I was not able to specifically confirm, but I was able to confirm that this has happened on more than one occasion. More than one occasion. Okay, wow. In fact, at both of them. At the, the one oh, in, in, in oh. Walt Disney World and in Disneyland. If you, if you look it up, you can find it. Okay. So I missed one there. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. And only one, though. I'm, only I'm one. surprised. Yeah, I'm doing okay so far. That was a tough one, though. Just, yeah, uh, that was a little bit of a tough one. That was a tough one. I couldn't believe that myself. It sounded so fantastic. That it's like, surely no one did it. But Right, right, exactly. But uh, alas, there you go. All right, next one. Next one. The Haunted Mansion has five ravens. Did you notice that? No. Whenever you walk through the mansion, you'll see about five ravens. Five different ravens? Mm-hmm. You'll see one in the conservatory over there by the, the coffin. Yes. Let me out, let me out. Yeah. Yeah. The seance, back of Madame Leota's chair. Uh-huh. The rooftop when you're exiting the... Uh, the attic, okay, going yeah. backwards, you'll yeah. see the raven. I believe there's one over a crypt. And if someone said there was one on the balcony. I, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not the balcony, the ballroom. But I, I, I haven't been able to individually confirm That's, that That would be hard to find. Yeah, but they say it's in the ballroom on the balcony against the rear wall. Okay. 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 So five different ravens all throughout the mansion's attraction. And they say that this is because at one time, the raven was envisioned to be the attraction's narrator and not the gosos that you hear in your head. Huh. I'll say that's true. That's absolutely true. Ah, yeah. Tony Baxter even said that he uh, he found the original recordings of the guy that would as the a raven. raven, you know, doing the narration on the attraction. That is really neat. I always think Edgar Allan Poe with Nevermore, you know. Do you know who originally did the narration of the uh, Haunted Mansion in Paris? No. Vincent Price. Really? Yes. Oh. It's absolutely true. 
You know, it's funny. We're doing a Halloween show for the marching band, and I write the scripts for the person I read over it, and I quoted a Vincent Price thing from Michael Jackson's Thriller. (laughs) What is it? No mere mortal can resist the evil evil of of the thriller. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm making the announcer guy say that. And then we and then we hit the big notes. Wait, the announcer of the uh, on the uh, yeah on the, the, the game last week, to- yeah the game yeah. <laughs> so when we go on the field, he reads my script, and I'm being him saying some stuff. Like for the Disney show, you know, we did trash in the camp from like a uh, uh, Tarzan, and I made him say, "Ladies and gentlemen, get ready! It's about to get jungle in here." <laughs> <laughs> and he read it. He read it. So far, he's read everything I've thrown at him. Oh man, with, you got to keep pushing the envelope I know. to see what he won't say. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Let's see, let's see what I could do. I mean, I have to stay within boundaries, of course, university and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just keep throwing some stuff at him and see what he does. I'll be interested to see what he does this weekend. It's pretty neat. I know we want to do this is Halloween next year for oh, whatever. Really? Yeah, for, as part of our Halloween show, we want to do a little nightmare before Christmas. Nice. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be really neat. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. So still missed one. I'm good. Yes. Next myth: the reason that the haunted mansion stayed empty for six years. It's because Walt Disney used it as a second home when he would go to California. I say that's false. That is false. Yes. All right. The reason it stayed empty for six years is because they were working on the uh, the World's Fair and never got around. Got around getting it. Oh, interesting. Because I knew he had that apartment. I mean, granted, that would have been a neat little house. Yeah. No, absolutely. In fact, they were, the, the the actual house that they were planning for him was uh, the one over there, uh, right over there by Pirates of the Caribbean. What am I thinking of? Club 30, no, not Club, no, not 30. Club 33, but there was an uh, area over there by, and, and they ended up turning it into the Dream Suite. Well, they call, I always heard, refer to it as Walt's apartment. Yeah, well, that well, the Walt's apartment thing I always heard of was the, the one above the fire engine. I'm talking about, like, they were actually de- devising something a lot bigger that was going to be where the Dream Suite is now, which is right, and they closed something to make room for it, and I can't remember what it is. It, it was like a... Um, Almost like a, like a little art gallery kind of thing. Okay. I, I can't remember. That's all right. That's but all right. Um, all right. So go on to the next one. Go on right. to the next one. Yeah. The white hearse that sits outside Disneyland's Haunted Mansion was used to transport Brigham Young to his final resting place. I think that's true. That is false. Oh, I missed that two. That has been a rumor that's been going around for a while now, but that is absolutely false. Although the one that sits outside the Haunted Mansion in Florida was used in the John Wayne film. Oh, okay. So that one did have a little bit of That history. one's black. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Miss two. Miss two. Uh, miss two. I'm all right. I'm all right. Here you go. Yale Gracie. Master Gracie. We were talking about him yes. earlier. Yale Gracie. The Imagineer who designed many of the mansion's special effects was shot to death as he lay sleeping next to his wife in the cabana at his private beach club. His wife is only wounded. The murder to this day remain and its motives remain an unsolved mystery. Oh, I'd say false. No, that's true. I wouldn't have made that up. That's really? <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I wouldn't have made up anything about a guy dying. Like wow. That. Wow, that is that is some serious CSI stuff. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, they they say it was just a transient that that came through there, and just for whatever reason, he was sleeping in the cabana along the beach of this private beach club that they were members of, and his wife was hit like four times and survived. Wow. Yeah, that is Crazy. a mess. <laughs> well, I guess let sleeping dogs lie, so to speak, you know. But anyway, all right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. All right. So on top of the haunted mansion, there are chess pieces. Pawns, rooks, kings, queens, etc. decorate in the roof like many towers. The chess pieces are there because the building's architect and attraction chief designer love chess. Uh, let's see. Now, if you want, I can show you pictures of these things. They actually do exist. I think I've, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. I, I, I don't know why they exist. Oh, I'll say true. 
it's false. False. As, really? Wow. It's absolutely false. They say it's completely coincidental. Really? Completely coincidental that they exist. That's the official Disney line on it. And, and, and it's really odd because every piece they say is represented there except for the knight. And why is the knight not there? Because he's in the mansion? That's one of the taglines. And the other line is because it's always knight in the haunted uh, mansion. So there's two taglines there. He's not there because he's in the mansion or because it's always night in the haunted always mansion. Always night in the haunted mansion. Yes. So that is actually false. That th- Those things are there, but they are not meant. That's that's the storyline. Who knows? Maybe it actually was intended by the architecture, but they're not owning up to it. I'll have to research to see who did the architecture, who designed all that. I'll be curious to see. Anyway, sorry. All right. I'm missing. I'm still in single digits in my misses. Well, I told you the easy stuff was coming first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. All right. The portrait in the stretching room of an elderly woman sitting on top of a tombstone is none other than Constance, the haunted mansion's bride. You know, the stretching room. Yeah, you see yeah, the woman yeah. sitting on the tombstone. Yeah, I've seen, I have I know what you're talking about. I always thought it was a young girl, but I guess not. Young girl with the umbrella on a tightrope. No, that's one of them. And she's standing over the alligator. There's a second one where there's an older lady holding a rose sitting on top of a tombstone. Yeah, her hair's up. Yeah, she's yeah, hair's in a bun, yeah, and, and she's bun. in tombstone. Ah, is that the bride? I want to say that's something that's come about now with the whole bride story. So I'll say true now. Are you sure? No. Is that your final answer? No, I'm not. I'm not sure at all. It is absolutely true. Is it really? It's absolutely true. Has it always been true? Or is it just no. true now? It's. It's. I think it's true now. I think they have made it true. And if you look online, you can see this, and it's. The tombstone that she's sitting on bears the name George. If you look at the bri- the husbands of the bride as you travel through the haunted mansion, you know how you see their faces yeah, disappear. Yeah. One of the, the the deceased is named George, and he also has a big bushy mustache because it runs all. It's like a walrus type of, yeah. of like looking mustache, and if you look, he bears that exact same mustache in the picture in, in the haunted mansion. Oh, that's. And heavy. you also see her holding the rose. You see the 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 bride holding the rose. So the the tagline is it's pretty pretty much a sure thing that it's her. Oh, that's wild. Okay. All right. So, so I got that one right. Yeah, you got that one right. I wasn't sure, but that was just pure dumb luck. <laughs> but I'm all right That with was it. an interesting. That was when I thought for sure it was false. Yeah. I'll but then, that. like, I actually found it where they put the picture and the picture of her with her husband George. And the similarities between the fa- the what you call the express the um, the face of George, the name of George, you know, obviously the rose and everything like that, and they correlated it back to um, the original uh, what you call a stretching portrait. Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At one time, a guest pulled out a gun and fired a couple of shots into the glass during the ballroom section of the ride. Oh my! The bullet holes to this day still remain in that sheet of glass. I say false. That's absolutely true. Really? That's absolutely true. They were painted over to look like spider webs. This is in the Walt Disney version or the Disneyland version? This is in the Disneyland version. Oh, wow. Now, I think it happened at the Disney World version as well. And if our memory serves correct, I remember seeing this. The bullet holes? Not the bullet holes, but what they did was they took like a sticker of a spider web and they placed it on top of it. Now, oh, I think wow. it's been repaired since then, since they did the, the, uh, what you call it, the, uh, the renovation of the mansion. But. When we went to Disneyland, the ones that were, what you call it, with the, um, where they painted them in, that was still there. And apparently it's because it would be so expensive to remove the one out of Disneyland. Okay, I gotcha. So, I gotcha. But that is absolutely true. Not only did he start shooting up the uh, Haunted Mansion, he also shot up, I think it was Adventures in, Through Inner Space or something really? like that. Really? Yeah, this guy apparently just 
went nuts one day. Oh, well, he ran from the mansion to something else or whatever? Is yeah, well, I mean, yeah, at that time, they didn't have... Uh, the security or whatever? The security, yeah. the cameras. I, I think, I want to say this happened in 74. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it, so it, it was like... Before, like, the pressure sensors and stuff. Yes. That they have on the floor and everything else. So, yeah, he uh, he got away with it. As wow, that's as heavy. Know. That's pretty heavy. They even know it was like a twenty-two caliber bullet. They even know the bullet did it because, like, prior to that, the, 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 the thing was, well, it was a BB gun. So. I'm about to say, that'd be hard to see. It's total twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what they did. They painted it, and you can find it online. Go look it I'll up. I'll have to look it up. Okay. All right. So this brings us to the last one, Kevin. Did I get that one right? No, no I you got that one I got wrong. that one wrong. Okay. You got that one wrong. Okay, good. All right, brings us to the last one. Last one. Going to finish strong. All right. The Haunted Mansion is the only place in all of Disney where the cast members are told not to smile. Not to smile. That's true. That's false. That's false. The cast members are allowed to smile. Oh, they just don't. Well, I mean, I'm sure they play up the the grimness of the characters, but they're not under any edict not to smile. Oh, no kidding. So much for finishing strong. (laughs) Okay. Now, that was uh, that was uh, what? You got six wrong? I got six wrong, yeah. Six, six out of 15? Yeah, six out of 15. That's not, That's so not bad. bad. How did you guys do? You know, email <laughs> us at magicourway at gmail.com. Let us know how you did with our little trivia thing. Did you know all these? Did anybody get 15 out of 15? I mean, you know, let us know. I'd be curious. Be truthful. <laughs> I'd be curious to see if any of the listeners could verify or unverify these two. Because these were two myths that two myths that I've heard reported as being true. Oh. I I doubt one. I think the other one's probably correct. You could not verify these. I so could not verify, not... so I didn't include this. Exactly. Here, okay. Here you go. What you got? In the attic of the Haunted Mansion, and I'm thinking they're, they're talking about specifically Disneyland here. Right. In the attic of the Haunted Mansion, there are bats that fly near the attic ceiling. They fly in circles because they are, in fact, there to disguise the room ceiling fans. Huh. That'd be clever. That'd be now, clever. I believe that there are bats there flying in circles. I could not confirm whether or not that that was the whole idea behind them being there was to d- disguise the ceiling fans. Disguise the ceiling fans. That's a definite myth about the mansion. I, have you seen the bats? No. No, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of that. I mean, um, you're looking at, you know, the bride, you're looking at the, uh, the, the portraits. You're not looking up and looking around beyond that. So I'll have to look up. It is see. something to, to look for next time you're there. Yes, Absolutely. And the second one I heard. Now, this one, I just can't imagine this anyway. This one is, is true. But at the beginning of the graveyard scene, the shoes worn by the scared gravedigger are actually a pair of Walt Disney shoes. Oh, I, I can't believe I that one. I cannot believe no. that at all. I can't but believe that one. that's another myth attached to the mansion. Interesting. So, there you go. All right. Next thing I want to talk about, Danny, is um, scariest rides or attractions, I guess, in Disney World. Things that and we're talking current attractions. Yes. Um, so things that currently exist. Uh, we'll do some honorable mentions. Of course, uh, I'm sure there are people out there really listening, saying, what about this? What about that ride that used to be there? That used to be scary. Da, 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 da. It's like we're going to address that. Don't worry. I'm sure we are probably thinking exact same thing, what rides we're talking about um, that we're going to give honor mentions to. But uh, Danny and I, what we did was we came up with a list of five each of what we found to be the scariest rides. And, and you know, a lot of this I'm pulling from when I was younger. And I was trying to think of the rides that I used to close my eyes on. You know, at one point or another, there were rides where several rides where I just had to keep my eyes closed. And nowadays, I mean, there some of the newer rides that I'm going to talk about, I don't really have to keep my eyes closed, but I could see how could they, they could be really, really frightening <laughs> at some point. And every now and then, you know, it just makes me twinge a little bit um, every now and then when I'm not thinking about it. You know, when I first used to ride the attractions and stuff, but, you know, now I'm okay. 
<laughs> but you know, I remember when I first first wrote this, I didn't know what was going on. It's kind of freaky, you know, with the effects and everything else. But anyway, I've rambled on too much with this intro. But uh, you want to you want to go first? You want to start? Sure, or, I'll, or should I'll we go, go first. by park? I, I didn't approach it by the kid in me. I I, I approach it by to this day. <laughs> that still frighten you? That well, yeah. Or okay, uh, sure. it could be deemed uh, scary. The ones that caused me the most dread. How about that? <laughs> Distress or dread. Okay. okay. Distress or dread for whatever reason, be it because it's scary or it's um, eh, just it's frightening in its own way. Okay. All right. Go okay. for it. There's shoot right. one out there. What do you got? So my number five is the Haunted Mansion because uh, I don't find it to be that scary at all. Although I have seen it through the eyes of my little daughter and it, you know, you can kind of go along with what you're saying uh it is it, it especially when they redid the sound effects in oh, the uh, clear it, now yeah, yeah it's in the so stretching good. room and yeah, everything and else that, yes that sound when it when the, the glass shatters at the very end where you think something fell and it the stretching room was on like we did it the first time with her she freaked and from there on in we skipped that we, and they were nice enough to let us skip it oh nice nice yeah and, you know, you get the little things popping up at the end and stuff like that. But, I mean, I've always just enjoyed it. To me, it's just such great fun. So um, yeah, Back to the sound in the stretching room where they have the 3D sound where it sounds like he's swirling around you. That's just amazing. That's such an amazing uh, sound effect. And, and something you've just been deprived of for so long because, you know, prior to that, you were just used to hearing the voice and it, a drop and you heard the sound. Of, I mean, but... It really sounded like it was happening now. Yeah, it's just one of those things where technology finally caught up to what Walter really wanted to happen, thereby making that part of the mansion even better. All right, so and also just remember, you know, I when I used to go through this when I was little, man, I used to keep my eyes closed, you know, sandwiched and everything else between my parents, you know. So, uh, yeah, this uh, Haunted Mansion definitely is my number five and, uh, as well. Wow, um, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was definitely. Yeah, when I was you pr- you you transition out of it so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that that's my number five as well. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw uh, uh, this next one. Mission Space. I'm gonna go over the Epcot Center. Mission Space. I find to be a little frightening, only because of this pull spin factor. I guess uh, I could make the joke of Gary Sinise, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> He's not so frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan can be very frightening. He could, yeah, especially when he had that moment with God. You know, he, he was arguing <laughs> back and forth with his no legs. You know, and then all of a sudden they got rich off a of shrimp. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, no, it's just a whole spin thing. Yeah, you can go on the other side that doesn't spin, and you're okay. But I don't know. It's just uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm claustrophobic or something. But just being like the tight, cramped space with everything in your face. I do get a little bit of motion sick whenever I ride that ride. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I was going to say, at the risk of spoiling my own list, but I mean, this is going to happen because we're going to be talking about the same rides here. Mission Space is my number one. Really? And you know why? Why? I've never ridden it. You know okay. why? Why? Because I'm scared to death to ride it. Really? And when you're that scared that you've never even stepped foot on it, not even once, because, I mean, look, I saw my, my brother-in-law ride it, and he's a pretty big dude pretty tough guy and he was a little green in the gills after riding that thing and not even yeah. a non-spinning version you wouldn't consider going on it i'd consider going on it but i'd, I'd feel like a child you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would feel like yeah, I'm, I'm i'm riding you know you either do it or you don't do it kind of thing and and to me you know go big or go home right? yeah exactly and i'm just gonna go ahead and go home so that's why it's my <laughs> number one because i'm so frightened of trying it because i'm primarily scared of vomiting that you know with any ride that has barf bags Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like an airplane. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why it's my number one, because I've never tried it, because I've never wanted to risk being that sick riding a ride, and I've seen the effects of it. It can be a little... You know, it's funny. I've only ridden that ride once. 
and that was it. That's all Never I needed. needed to go back. Never needed to go back. I'm good. You know, I rode and I did it. I, w- I went big and I, after that, I went home. I rode the, luckily, I rode by myself. Okay. My, my wife had re- and child have retreated to the hotel and I decided, you know, I still have a little bit of energy left. I'm going to just go back to the parks. I got myself a little annual pass. I'm going to go ride the ride finally. So I went on by myself and luckily I rode with two other kids that happened to be pros at this, you know, and there's like, hey, uh, can I be that so-and-so position? Because you have to choose positions and stuff, the captain, co-pilot, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, can I be this? It's like, yeah, sure. I've never ridden this before. It's like, oh, you've never ridden this before? Oh, it's great. Da, 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 da. And they're walking me through it and stuff. And it's like, look, whatever you do, just keep your eyes on the screen. Don't look down or anything else. Okay. Don't even worry about what they tell you to do, press buttons or whatever. Just keep your eyes on the screen. You'll be just fine. You know, I did that for the most part and I felt fine. I mean, granted, I was a little wheezy, you know, I kept my eyes on the screen, except for one point I thought in my head, you know, let me see what happens when I look down. I looked down for a split second. I never looked down the rest of the ride. <laughs> it was that it was that um, convincing to me not to look down. Um, but yeah, it's 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 wild because it's like almost like you get carbonite frozen, you know, and this little machine just comes over your face, and it's all all the screens right in front of you and everything else, like the panel. It's it's, it's wild. It, it sounds like I just I. And one of these days, who knows? Maybe I'll get around to doing it. I've just never wanted to risk my wonderful vac- vacation by vomiting there afterwards that and makes absolute sense yeah and and you know i come from somebody who i i've ridden star tours a couple of times that's gotten me sick body war i'm about to say what about body wars that body wars was sick. the worst like star tours has gotten me a little woozy but never never too bad i mean usually you shake it off within you know a minute or two of getting out of there Body Wars was that was a whole fluid thing that used to get me. It, it was a yeah, it was a it was a time crunch as to okay, how much longer because if, if this goes thirty seconds longer than what we are now, I, I'm in trouble. I mean, I remember like when you were in the heart, I still hear the sound. It's like bloom, bloom. You're, you're <laughs> thrusting back and forth. You're kind of rocking like you're in the sea, and it's like oh. Go, okay, let's go. Let's shoot through the whatever aorta and <laughs> get to the freaking brain so we can get energy and get out of here. You know, I love the shoe. Let's go. <laughs> you know, but it was a, uh, yeah, that one used to get me a little, I enjoyed the ride. I thought it was great, but it used to do, it, it would get me a little bit motion sick. Yeah. Know? That might be, have to be an honorable mention. Frightening, not because it's scary, only because you don't want to get sick. Well, I mean, to me, the fear of, of physical harm is part of what makes it frightening. Ah. So that's why I've, I, I've included this because when you actually dread a ride, because I mean, it's a, look, you know, you're in a theme park, you know, they've tested these things out, you know, you're in a very much of a controlled environment and to still have that fear, that to me is part of uh, what makes something, you know, we'll, we'll call we'll qualify something for this list. That's a, that's some good imagineering. Yeah, I think right. so. So, all right, that was my number four. That was your number one. So what do you have next on the list? Next on the list for me at number four is Tower of Terror. Really? Okay, that's my number two. Really? Yeah. See, Tower of Terror doesn't doesn't bug me too much. The, the up and down stuff, I don't get woozy. I don't get sick off of that. You know, it, it's it's a sudden drop kind of thing, and it freaks you when it, when it happens. I mean, it jolts you every single time, but I don't feel out of control. I feel safe within it. And uh, the ghostly apparitions that appear going through the Twilight Zone is so cool. That is neat. And... Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoy that one quite a bit. It's it's it can be a little scary, but what not not going above and beyond. Right, right. I remember when I was first rode that ride, it was a little intimidating. I enjoyed the ride, I enjoyed all the effects. You went to the library or the office is it a library? Is that what it is? Yeah, the library scene. 
Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a library. You go into the library scene and you do the little pre-show thing. Um, that was a little scary. You know, it was a little frightening. And then when you walk into the boiler room, that place is just so magnificently themed. Oh, you mean the check-in desk? And then they go into the library. Okay, I know what you're talking is that about. What it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. You go through a check-in desk. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the lobby of the queue, to the, the lobby to yeah. the library. Okay. Um, just that old jazz music that plays a big band just really sets up that mood well. You go into that library, it just kind of scares you a little bit. And then when you empty out into the, I guess, the second queue area with the boiler room, it's just so magnificently themed that it's just like, uh, you know, it, it gave me a little trembles every now and then than the first time I, I went into that ride. I remember that. I mean, I'm kind of scared of drop rides to begin with, even though I know they're safe. But, you know, it's just, you know, I, the theming was just so impeccable. And especially when you see the numbers on the elevators, the little where you could tell what floor it, uh, something's on. And you, all of a sudden you, you see it go up and all of a sudden it just quickly kind of goes down. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, good Lord. And not knowing how many times you're going to drop, how many, yeah, like, you know, what the little, the beat is that you're going to drop on. Like, generally you ride a ride like that and you get the feel of it, but now they've randomized it. So you have no That's idea. That's a lot better. Yeah, I like it. I remember the first time it wasn't so bad because I knew it was how it was going to happen. And then they had Tower of Terror 2.0 and then they had 3.0, the tower is in control. I was just like, oh, this is much better. Because, you know, <laughs> I remember thinking, it's like, you know, it would be cool if they started playing the end movie at the bottom, you know, when you drop to the final shoot and you see that little doo 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 little thing swirling around and all of a sudden you shot back up. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello, we're doing that now. And it's just awesome. You know, yeah. I love when it happens. Absolutely. I remember like when we wrote it, it was like you had that one thing. It was a slight jolt. And then it boom, it dropped you, and that was it. Was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I went on there with Anna, my wife, and uh, I, you know, just tried to explain to her, look, it's going to be okay. You're going to get that little sudden jolt, and then it's just going to drop you. I didn't realize that they had updated the, the software. Oh, really? <laughs> so I told her that, and it went up and down and up and down. We happened to be sitting in a row with a very large man when we wrote it. <laughs> So at that point in time, they had safety bars oh, that came the down. They saw the safety bars. They okay. saw the safety bars. And so the safety bar didn't come near her lap. Oh. <laughs> so did so, she get airborne? Oh, she was clinging oh, on to my. the thing. And to this day, I was making a lot less money then. But to this day, if I would have just known enough, I would have just purchased a picture <laughs> because <laughs> she has never gotten on it since. Oh, really? No, we'll oh, not wow. get back on it. I love that ride. That would probably be her number one. Maybe if it goes a group, we could convince her because that's just a killer ride. Yeah, I had my niece and nephew all wide-eyed and, please, Antiana, please yeah. go on the ride. And No. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember the first time I rode, I didn't know that we got into the drop shoot. It yeah. almost seemed like the air in a drop shoot was the same temperature as the air in the third dimension. Like when you see the lines form and the doors are where the doors are actually open. I couldn't tell that I went into the shoot. And I also felt like there was more music back then. So you really kind of covered, you hear the little tracks going chicking, chicking, chicking and things locking in place. You know, I don't know. It just seemed like it was smoother and you couldn't tell you're going into the other elevator getting locked in and all of a sudden you started dropping. I, I, I don't know, maybe something, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm remembering something different because I was so adrenalized in the moment that I didn't notice it, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do kind of, to an extent, no. I, I, I always remember feeling like, oh, wow, we're here. Right. Like all of a sudden it just happens. Like you're just, and I just always feel it's just because I'm so mesmerized as we're going through the third dimension, looking at all the different things and, and trying to appreciate them all. And before you know it, the, like you said, the lines line up and you're like, oh, we're here. So yeah, it's almost tough to see everything in the third dimension, you know, it's, it's like even though we're kind of crawling along, it's like there's so much to see. Like I, I always love looking for the little photo picture of the car as it's going by and you see it in a little globe. 
I think they still do that. I don't remember. I don't remember it. But it's you You have to look down when you're going across the third dimension. And I guess there was a video camera somewhere that was infrared. And it used to, you know, you, as you'd pass by, you'd see reflections of your car going through, you know, the faces and stuff. Oh, in wow. between. It was really neat. It was like real time. I don't know if they replaced it with just a random car now or whatever, just representing just a random car in third dimension. But um, I remember the pictures. Used to, I used to see my face in that, I think, you know, if I remember correctly. If memory serves me right. But anyway, yeah, Tower of Terror is actually really excellent, and it, it, it does a good job of doing a little scaring. But my next, my next one is going to be uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Yeah, and, and not all of it. You know, it's a lot of jovial. It's a lot of funny. But there was that one point just before the drop, you know, where you had the, the scene with the skeletons with the swords, you know, they're dead and they're on the beach and they have the crabs and they have the eerie music and the dark colors of lights watching off. And then I guess now you have, uh, what is it, Blackbeard? Is he talking to you or is it back to Davy Jones? I can't remember in that mist. It was Blackbeard last I saw, but I thought they kind of still switched it out. Yeah, they might have switched up. But, but anyway, before this, I used to get scared before that drop because of, uh, you know, the skeleton that was talking and the ghost ship steering everything. You know, that was quite frightening to me when I was little. You know, and that was, a, I, I don't know, did that make your list or no, no? No, not at all. Although, Nate, you say that the, the one part, the, the drop didn't concern me. The skeletons didn't concern me. The one part of that ride that filled me with dread that I hated and I just, it gave me the creeps every time we went on it was when you pass under that bridge and that dirty pirate Oh, that foot, hairy leg? <laughs> yes, just dangles in front of you and you're just instinctively maneuvering yourself away from it and without really... Yeah, because any time, you know, you think that might drop on you. Yeah, it's like that stinky pirate foot is going to fall on me or it's going to touch me or it's going to, you know, it's like, it's a robot. Yeah. It's just fine. It's you a know, fine so, at length. It's never going to leave. But. It, yeah. it's I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, that gets me every time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, going on to number three, my number three scariest attraction. And again, now this, again, this is personal. So this just has to do with me. All right. It's Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. You know why? Why? And it's it's not just me. Our friend Eli also hates riding Space Mountain for the exact same reasons. And it has to do with a vertical. I'm six foot two. I'm about to say, is this a tall person? This thing? is a tall. I feel like every time I ride that ride, I'm going to lose my head. Ah. I those cars are so uncomfortable when you're that tall and you're so squunched up in there and you feel like you're so hunched over and you can't see where you're going. But it there's something about your sense of feeling. So when you're in the dark, your other senses are heightened and it feels like you're passing through steel girders and and frames and it within inches. Yes, within inches of your head. And it's just such an uncomfortable ride because I feel like at any point in time I I'm going to lose my head. And if not, I might get a Charlie horse because I'm so crammed up in this <laughs> that I might jolt forward right. and then lose my head. Oh, my so gosh. It, it really is one of those things where it's like I've ridden it a dozen times. It's, yeah. it's a, you know, I, I like I like sensation. I know it's not going to happen. But every time I go through that exact same scenario, the one at Disneyland now, not so bad. Really? Absolutely. I know what gets me on the Space Mountain is that first drop after the lift hill because it goes straight and you can't really see where the track goes goes ahead of you and when i remember first riding i was like oh my god where's the rest of the track you know i'm just gonna fall off the track <laughs> you know if there's to a very sharp right yeah I mean, left or right depending on what track you're on at a banked angle so it's like you, you don't see where it goes because it's not illuminated you know you just see you go up and you, you come off the lift hill you go straight for a little bit and you see nothing 
until you veer off to whatever direction you're going to, depending on track, you know. So that used to scare me. And I remember the first time I rode that, I wasn't really big into coasters. I that's another ride I kept my eyes closed. So my list probably should be like rides I've kept my eyes closed on the entire duration. <laughs> well, I kept my head hunched all the way down, and my eyes were wide open trying to see where those little girders, girders or beams stuff, would yeah. be that might take my head off so needless to say you didn't do the arms up thing the hands up no thing. <laughs> no no other people did and i'm like stop you're gonna lose it all <laughs> oh my goodness all right so let's see we said mission space um, i'm running out because i think we had a couple that were uh, but i have some that i could definitely honorable mention but my number one i'm gonna go ahead and jump to that well, where, what where happened to number three what was your number three my number three is uh mission space oh okay okay yeah. okay so in number two my number two was tower terror Okay, okay. So you're going straight to number one. Okay. Yeah, I guess because that's all I have left over is number one. And I'm going to say Dinosaur. All right, all right. I remember when that first that ride first came out, it was a, a bit frightening, you know, especially with the lighting the way that it is and all the loud sounds. I remember that being very loud ride, so it was like very real. Uh, you know, it was like it was right there, and you had that Carnotaurus that you would appear out of nowhere just scary and stuff out of deep blue you know you have all these little sound cues like the, when a pterodactyl comes flying in you know it's pretty wild and you're going through pitch black darkness veering back and forth you know and you hear all these sounds and voices of things chasing you like the carnotaurus is chasing you uh that used to be a bit frightening I, you know that gave me it made, definitely made my heart beat a little bit more uh, not because of the fact that it is a, a, a thrill ride, but the fact that, you know, it's, you don't know what was going on, you know? I mean, now I'm kind of used to it, but still at the same time, it, it, it it's a little frightening. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a little frightening to me. That was the one ride that, when we went to Disney World for the very first time and we went on, my, my wife made a point to ride everything. And she's not a big coaster person, but I mean, when we got to dine, that was the one ride that, she tried to back out of really yes but we were in the line and i remember her pointing she's like you know this thing says that you shouldn't ride if you have a history of this <laughs> right right she, she was just like you know uh, my family there's a history of high blood pressure and you just and it's like will you stop and just will own up stop? to it and get on this ride and and what yeah. happened after she rode she, oh she loved it it's a great Absolutely ride loved yeah it. yeah I love it now. Yeah, you know, me too. I, I really do love that ride. Oh, the last effect where you go down that hill and the, that, the, the Carnotaurus just launches at you. That freaked me out the first time that happened. You know, honest to God, that was just frightening. Yeah. Uh, but it's a killer ride now. You know, just amazing effects and everything else. Well, my number. Okay, You're so at number two, I guess. I, huh? This would be my number two. Yeah. Is Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. Have you ridden this thing? Yeah. Again, maybe it's the height. No, oh, the one in Disney World then. Disney right? World. Not the one. No, in no, Disneyland. no, not the one in Disneyland. You ride that thing and you're at such an angle where I swear to God, and again, it was maybe it was my height, maybe it was the way I was tilted. I swear to God, I held on to the other side of that thing with a death grip because I swore I was going to fall. Because maybe it's because you're so high off the ground. Yeah. I swear to God, I was going to slide right out that thing. And, go to, and I remember because I was holding my daughter at the time and I had her with one arm and the other arm latched onto the, what you call it, the, uh, the, the, the side of the Astro Orbiter oh, okay. because I, I could have sworn I was going to go sliding right out of that thing. And they really don't give you nothing in the way of a seatbelt or anything. It's like that little cloth. Um, yeah, cloth, a little web belt thing. Well, but yeah, it's it's nothing. Nothing that's going to hold you in there. So I thought for sure I was I was done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because you're so high up or because, I don't know, like the planets are going in the opposite direction. So you, you seem like you're whizzing by or... 
what it is, but it, it, there was something about that ride that made me feel like they don't have me on this. Huh. I might, I might come out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you might launch it in space or something. Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a dude, I don't have a number one because I ran out, right? So, I mean, I have a number one, but I, I don't have any more because I ran out, but I'm going to do an honorable mention here. Oh. And that would be the universe of energy before Ellen. This was ah. before Ellen. I'm, I'm bringing up a little old attraction, but that same animatronic is still in existence, just not in the way it used to be. Um, I don't know if you remember going around the ride. You initially go into the dinosaur room and you make the left turn. And there's a point where this little serpent with snarly teeth. Oh, yes, out. yes, yes, yes. I got a picture of him. Yeah. I remember when, you know, that used to hide. And as your car came through, it popped up. That used to scare me every time. It was, it was just frightening to me. All the sounds and everything. Else. Now it's not so bad because he's always out and Ellen's fighting him with a stick. So it's not so bad. But. <laughs> If you look at that little serpent, he still looks mean as ever. <laughs> His teeth are still long and sharp. He doesn't scare me now, but you know, I bet to my daughter, he might be a little frightening. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, speaking of which, if you can add, do an honorable mention along those lines, it's tough to be a bug. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chopper, I, yeah. That was one where we actually had to, like, when Eli went with Hannah the first time, we had to we had to leave. Really? We had to leave early because she she freaked out. That was the one part where like when the spiders descended, there was smoke around. You you're getting stung in the back yeah, as yeah, it's yeah. happening. I mean, there's a, you got Hopper popping out at it's one loud. point. It's you a got, loud attraction. Yeah, I mean, it it, it can be f- very very frightening. I've seen more than my fair share of kids getting pulled out of that attraction when it happened. So uh, yeah, that, those that can be scariest. You know, very scary when you're Absolutely. when you're job. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let's go to your number one then. So where do you? At? Where are you well, at? number one was Mission Space. That's, oh, that's, that's right, that's right. We did mention that because we mentioned that already. Now we also want to do like a special acknowledgement of rides that don't exist anymore. Oh, we yeah. talked about those absolutely. previously. Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter was an incredibly scary attraction. I loved it. I remember riding it. I don't remember being freaked out on the level like a lot of people remember it being, but I remember it being cool. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. I remember the first time I rode it, I didn't know what was going on, and that was one of the first uses of. 3D sound in their attractions, and it was very effective. And that alien was quite frightening, especially when he broke the glass. That was kind of freaky. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, it was fun. It was a fun sensory attraction. Yeah, it was pretty frightening. And this was before the Tim Curry uh, robot pre show. All right, so yeah, the original robot was uh, Phil Hartman from like the Saturday Night Live, you know, Phil, uh, Saturday Night Live skits and stuff. He was the original voice, he was Tom 2000. So that we're talking, we're taking uh, Alien Encounter back to those days before it was. Was a little bit i guess i don't know if it was really tamed uh when they did the redo with tim curry and all that kind of business it was it was still about as frightening you know um with all the sounds and stuff and the lighting and everything else but yeah that was definitely um one heck of a scary ride you know oh yeah so it was uh yeah i always felt like snow white scary adventure i never realized again you you ride it with a little one and there you know when that witch turns around it, it, it's such a if you're not knowing to expect it, it's such an off-putting effect that oh, absolutely, yeah, yes. it can really spook you. And you go into the forest with all the mangled branches and everything like that, like looking like little creatures and monsters. Oh, it, it was. It was a very, very spooky ride. Yeah, especially when you're going through the forest. Like you see, you're, you're Snow White running through the forest with the, I guess the eyes and the trees that talk and stuff. You're just freaking out. Yeah, that was another ride where I sat between my parents and I kept my eyes closed. For the most part. Speaking of which, uh, you know, a little trivia on the Haunted Mansion. Uh, when I was doing my research for our myth segment, do you know that one of the voices, and I think it's the one of the prisoners, it's this really gravelly voice that you hear uh, when you're exiting, getting ready to exit the mansion. You're going right by the 
the knight, the 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 prisoner, and the and the uh, executioner. Yeah. You'll hear this really gravelly voice, and that voice is the exact same voice used in Wizard of Oz. The, the guy who did it in Wizard of Oz, he, he, he spoke one of the, the trees. Like when Dorothy is like, you know, I don't want those apples or whatever. You remember, you remember the whole thing with the apple trees in there? Yeah. He was one of the angry trees in there. And that voice has always seemed so familiar to me. I could never place why, and that was why. Oh, that's interesting. That is very interesting. All right, and for this segment, I want to talk about overlays. Not just overlays from Disneyland Resort, because we know they already do that, right? But I want to talk about if they were ever to bring overlay Halloween overlays to the Walt Disney World Resort, what attractions we thought would benefit or maybe even lend well to having a Halloween overlay placed on them. So I came up with a little bit of a list uh, where I thought that might be really effective. I have a really good number one that I thought would be really cool. So the only thing that we're not going to mention are the attractions that are already being done in Disneyland say like the uh, Space Galaxy, the Space Mountain version, and the, and the Night Before Christmas overlay in the Haunted Mansion. So we're thinking about other attractions in the world that would lend well to a Halloween overlay. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start with one that I thought would be fine, and uh, that is the People Mover. You know? Wow, that's great. Yeah, the People Mover I think would be fine You know, with some decorations, a little extra this, that, and the other, especially within the tunnels when you go inside, some extra projections or whatever else. I think it would be something really, really cool, really, really fun, You know, like a haunted People Mover tour through Tomorrowland. You know, um, almost like um, not really men in black kind of thing, you know, with aliens and stuff, although it could, you know, you definitely could when you're dealing with uh, the Tomorrowland, so to speak. But yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities for different scenes that could definitely serve as a good Halloween overlay. You know, uh, you could probably decorate the carts, uh, the carts, I guess the trains. Yeah, they're trains, right? Linear induction motor trains as some kind of uh, mine car or something overlay. You know, and you're going into different mines and seeing different creatures and stuff and everything else. Like if you're exploring Mars or something, you know, you're in a rover exploring Mars or something. But I think, yeah, I think that, that might be a fun little adventure, you know, maybe. And it could be also a, a Halloween overlay on the side of comedic. You know, you could almost take it that way, not necessarily frightening but you know just just silly you know like maybe you get slimed in one of the tunnels or something <laughs> i don't know or you meet casper i don't think that's a disney entity but you know just the different things you know i think that'd be fun you know uh, continuing on that kind of comedic uh, uh vein i kind of felt like the the country bears would be a great oh, little be yeah a great little halloween overlay that they could do with the country bears you know still doing songs here and there like little Little songs here and there celebrating and kind of giving away the spooky nature of Halloween. But it, also more to that, telling little funny ghost stories. Oh, that would be nice. You know, kind of yeah, like you're like around a fire. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that's what I, I, I was envisioning for that. And I thought that that would work well. You can also have the bears in little costumes here and there. I thought that would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And the little, the little bear could put his... Uh, teddy bear in a costume and such ah, that's actually a really good idea and they have a christmas show so you know why not have a Halloween well they haven't version. done that one in forever yeah it has been a while it has been a while but i mean yeah there's no reason why they couldn't do a halloween version of it uh, going into there but anyway so my next one and it's not as strong but maybe uh, might work is uh, journey to imagination oh wow <laughs> you know there's a it's a dark ride right so it's already set up as far as atmosphere um you have projection screens and stuff all over the place now and different like special effects well, you can actually kind of make this a little bit more frightening than you think. All the when you go through the different sounds and senses and stuff, you could really kind of make it pretty scary to the um, to the the attraction goer. You know, so I think that would be a fun little attraction to do, especially the part where 
you know, the, you know, your imagination just explodes the computer and there's all kind of wind and things go nuts. Um, you might, it might be like a Scooby-Doo adventure where you have Figment as your comic relief taking you through, you know, trying to guide you through this imagination of horror of, so, so to speak, you know, like, uh, the mind of a horror author you're going through the imagination of that kind of a thing. So, and, and Figment's right there with you. So it gives a little levity to these, I guess the, heaviness of the uh, uh, overlay in, in and of itself you know right yeah that'd be nice and that might actually make uh draw some people to that attraction again you know <laughs> doing something different like that they need to do something yeah they need something you know, hopefully we'll see we'll see what happens i'd like to see him do something with philharmagic really yeah I, I i would either like to see them do kind of like you know how they do an amalgamation of Ariel, yeah, Jasmine and aladdin you know the different different disney heroes more of a villain show Ah, okay. Where you're escaping from one villain, and just as you think you've you've cleared Ursula, here comes Jafar. Just as you think you've gotten past Jafar, here comes um, Scar. You know, something to kind of you know keep you running along yeah, those kind of yeah. lines. And if not that, first inclination was to do like a um, kind of turn it into a um, like a, a. And I know it's kind of cheating because you know we, we kind of said not dealing with the overlays that they've done but i mean i'd like to have seen the nightmare before christmas kind of thing where santa was working too much trip fell broke his leg he needs jack to fill in fill in for him and you're in the sleigh along with jack oh and you know you're you're going for a ride on the nightmare that would be neat before christmas kind of thing i thought that'd be kind of cool but i didn't really explore that idea too much just kind of i kind of felt like it it would be cheating a little bit because you know the, the Nightmare Before Christmas obviously would belong in the Haunted Mansion. That would be such a great thing to do because that would appeal to so many Disney villain fans, you know? Have one attraction where it's all Disney villains, you know, you go through that particular thing. And I think that would be an easy one to do. Yeah, yeah it's just a matter of a film of sorts. I know it's the cost of a film. They're getting ready to put on the show and all of a sudden before you know that just as the, the show's about to go on, the villain's like, hold up, hold everything. We're taking over the show. Kind That's of right. And things happen. Oh, that'd be, I think that'd be great. I would go definitely go see that. Yeah. Let's see. My next thing that I have, I, Test Track. You can make like a haunted test track. It's pretty easy to convert it to, especially the way they have test track now with all the different screens and stuff. It should be pretty easy to put some kind of digital overlay on the ride itself. You know, maybe you're maybe you're in the car carry of some sort, like a haunted vehicle that kind of just takes you through, you know, and, and when you get into like you hit the truck, maybe you actually hit the truck this time. And then, you know, just uh Kind of like reminiscent of the Toad, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. When you hit the train and you go into hell and all that kind of business, it's maybe the same kind of thing. You could almost do that with an overlay. You know, you hit the truck and then you end up wherever you end up, you know, and then maybe uh, the devil banishes you into purgatory and you go outside <laughs> and you take the track. And then before you know it, you're back because nobody wants you or something. I don't know. You know <laughs> and I'm a, a tetra, I, I put test track under there because I only, I only think that would be easy to do. Nothing too major as far as having to retheme things. I mean, you have a lot of projections and sounds, you know. I was going to say, it couldn't be worse than the, the test yeah, track they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, on the star. But um, yeah, I, I put that in there just because I think that would be pretty simple to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the ones that I'd like to see done is... And and this would be my one of my primary ones. Like we're getting into like the last two or three, but one of the ones I'd like to see done is of course uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Hmm. Okay. I don't think that you've really kind of seen like a like it, when you do Big Thunder Mountain, it's always understood that you're riding through a ghost town. Yeah, oh. with no ghosts. Oh. So like if you had like these ghost miners chasing you 
causing the cave in. You know, if there's a point where it stops and like some apparitions appear, you're trying to steal our gold kind of thing. That kind of an uh, of an overlap. I think that would be great. I mean, that would be kind that of would see, that would be so natural because that's the whole point is that you're going through this haunted um you know is, is, is that the mountain has a history and it's claimed so many people and and that's there's a cave-in coming and it's just such a natural progression that you've been you'd be chased by these old ghost miners that you know were killed and you know searching for this gold and now you're coming to take their gold and i think that would be a great little overlay to that do. would be a great overlay to do i, like, I do like that one a lot I have one more. I'm going to okay. go ahead and throw it out there. And this is to take Toy Story and do an overlay. And the overlay that I would do with that is take the um, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, the game Hero's Duty. Oh, that's and a good that's one. that's what you play. Because that's pretty frightening, you know? Yeah. Especially if you know they're uh, animals or bugs that... Uh, um, or I forgot what they call them, viruses or something. There were bugs in the game. Yeah, there are bugs in the game that know nothing about being in a game. They're just regular old bugs that do what they're supposed to do. You can go through different scenes and just shoot the bugs, this, that, and the other, kind of protect yourself. You can project images in and around you of bugs flying. You know, you could get just simple fans and blowing air, uh, air jets and stuff to tussle you with your hair to pretend like they're like, getting really awfully close to you you know and then i guess the last scene could be like um ralph setting off the beacon or something yeah and then some of the scenes toward the end could be like you go into that candy land the candy crush game and the bugs are there you know they're all pretty colored and stuff but they're still bugs <laughs> but yeah i think that'd be a lot of fun to shoot you know to actually play that hero's duty game you know it's a, it, it, it's probably a, a level of adventure and fun it probably still keep the line at over 100 minutes <laughs> you know <laughs> especially if boys found out that you know you get to actually play hero's duty and ride through it yeah, that attraction is still not going to go down in lines at all. But that was that was I thought that would be a great idea to do. I think that is a great idea. Yeah, actually. yeah, absolutely. My last one, and I'm struggling on where to put it, would be an overlay of an idea that they had originally intended to do when they did the Haunted Mansion. And that's the Headless Horseman. You ah. just don't see him. And I think a good dark ride. And I've been trying to figure out since we're sticking to Disney World, because, uh, you know, obviously in Disneyland, the great fit would be putting it where Mr. Toad is because Mr. Toad I was just Ichabod. about to say Mr. Toad would yeah. be awesome but we, we don't have that anymore but so, if you did you know I just had a thought if you did that scene with the train could be changed so you like you know as you go into that tunnel you could see a projection of the headless horseman down and that train light could be dressed up like a pun- like the his pumpkin like the pumpkin that's coming head. at you yeah that's coming at you and then you get tossed into whatever happens you know that's probably that would have been brilliant uh, absolutely I, and so if we're going to do it in Disney World there's only Two places I can think of to do it. One would be, and I, I hesitate to say it, but I like the ride system for it, would be Peter Pan. Because okay. you kind of have to feel like you're riding a horse. Right. Because you, how else do you do the encounter with a headless horseman? Right. You can't do it riding a boat as you would with um, Small World. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it riding a clamobile as you would with uh, Ariel. Yeah. So... To me, you know, taking the uh, what you call it, the um, taking the, uh, the 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 boat and trying to turn it into like a makeshift makeshift kind of horse that you're riding because it's it's narrow and stuff like that. I mean, I I could see them possibly doing that, but I think that might be a bit much for an overlay. So the only other place I could think to do it, and then again, this might be hard because it's all exterior. Tomorrowland Speedway. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. Really? That's the other place. Yeah, that's, oh, oh, that's the I'm other kidding. place I was thinking of putting it uh, because I just couldn't convince myself that they would actually take the boats in Peter Pan and turn them into makeshift horses. So that's where I was going with that is that since they're not going to do that and I can't think of any other ride system to use, 
the next best place I can think to do it was tomorrow. Way tomorrow. Us. I totally we, meant that as a joke. I, no. I, I, wow. Interesting. I mean, you tell me it's a good idea. We both agree. It's a good idea. Yeah. Where else do you put it? Hmm. Let's see. I mean, I guess if you wanted to simulate uh, horses galloping, Winnie the Pooh has the ride system to already allow that, especially when you get to the, the Tigger bouncing thing. So it almost feels like a horse galloping. Um, if Snow White was still around, that would that would have been just as good. But she's not around, so. But you said Winnie, Winnie the Pooh that you're riding a honeypot. Like again, it would require actually changing the ride vehicle. Ride vehicle, yeah, that's true. You couldn't really just overlay it. So if you put it in Tomorrowland Speedway, that'd be pretty interesting, I guess. You could have uh, the headless horseman throwing pumpkins at you while you're driving around. Yes. You try to jo- dodge it or whatever else. Interesting. Okay, I'll go with that. I'm I'm okay with that. And that's that. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that encore presentation of our very first Halloween episode. And look, if you want to learn more about us, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, if you want to get in touch with us to share your opinions, you can do so through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. Call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text us at 1015 Moeekin. That is 1815. That's right. Very good, guys. Moeekin. 669-4226. And, of course, we have a couple guys that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli. He does things with comics. Make sure you support him and purchase his Project Geisha, Savages, and Molly B. Dam graphic novels on his website, ivorycomics.com. And shoot us an email at show at magicarbor.com if you want to get in touch with them. And you can find him on Instagram at eivory504. And you can also find him on Twitter at Hancock10166. That's H-A-N-C-O-C-K-10166. And you can also find him on Facebook. Also, if you want to book a vacation to any of the Disney parks so you can check out these myths of the haunted mansion that were true. Trust Lee Lastavica of Lastavica Travel, a member of the Magical Moments Vacations family of travel agents. Magical Moments Vacations is a platinum earmarked Disney travel agency. So if Disney loves them, so will you. Book with Lee today by shooting him an email at lee at magicarway.com or call him at 832-431-1621. Again, that is 832-431-1621. And remember, a portion of every booking Lee makes goes to support the Magic Our Way podcast as well as Girl Power to Cure. Girl Power to Cure is a nonprofit organization dedicated to raising awareness and funds for the treatments and a cure for Rett syndrome. And always remember, you can book a vacation with Lee with no hassle Vika. In addition, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicourway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome in the Magic Our Way podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, weekends, on behalf of Danny, Eli, Lee, and myself, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hey, this is Eli from the Magic Outway Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, talking Disney and drawing, I'm listening to Mad Hatter Radio. Some good stuff.